Good evening, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Podcast, Late Night Edition. So earlier I recorded a podcast on the review of Roseanne. It took a fucking lot out of me. It was not funny, it was just kind of like, I gotta do this. Because you know there's this obligation, okay, I have to watch it. And um, I was gonna do this on the computer, but the computer is fucking weird. It's going haywire. I guess I have to update something. I'm so used to using a tablet and a phone, you know, and the software on here. I mean, you can't really, I could try and like modify it, add the echoes and shit, you know, but this is the Dr. Zeus podcast, late night edition. I wish it was raining right now. And so I'm playing some sounds of rain. You probably can hear, you probably can't. Um... I can't believe this week is almost over. I've enjoyed my time uh, just trying to reconnect with myself, to recharge my batteries. Um, You know, what is this shit? Rain and deep thunder nature sounds for relax, study, and sleep. So I figure I'll play this while I'm doing my show. Um, Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, sometimes there are just certain things I'm like, alrighty. You know, you can only do so much in that aspect. Mm-hmm. I was looking at just um, music in general. Okay. There are some similarities between Kanye West and Donald Trump. They both think that they're hot shit. Okay, they believe their own hype. Very egotistical. Um, they both have inferiority complexes. They basically could be fucking each other for all we know, you know. And um, if you notice, they both have um romantic partners who aren't too bright um if you catch my drift so you know i don't know it's very interesting it's very interesting that we're now at this level where those two think that they have it all and they truly don't you may think that kanye west is mentally ill just sad it's sad that we make it i don't make fun of it but society makes fun of it and broadcasts it and the president is obviously very mentally ill and jennifer um um the not jennifer i was almost gonna say jennifer flowers oh my god she would hate me to confuse her with that um jennifer lewis great actress of Broadway film um, and stage you know uh, said it best she said she feels bad for him she's worried about him and and I agree you know to let someone who is that um, sick run the country it's kind of like Toad's wild ride, you know. When are we going to get off of this ride? 
when are we? You know, the, before the car goes into reverse. And, you know, it is, this shit is scary, people. And, um, yeah, you know. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot fucking going on. And, um, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, you know, and if you, if you notice Kanye put on a lot of fucking weight, I can understand that I have depression and it happens, but Kanye you know, you're yay, or you, you say that you are, you know, and I mean, it, it took you 45 seconds to, to get that big, honey, I don't know, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, uh, I'm quoting some of his songs now, um, you think you're stronger, I don't think so, you know, uh, but diamonds are forever, <laughs> and you with a gold digger, you truly are, Oh my god. You know? And you are too. You are one yourself. You know, uh, I don't know. Reality is just everything is getting blurred. The lines Patty Smith said this once, the great poet and punk singer. You know, the lines of everything are getting so blurred and it's harder to tell what's real anymore. You know, uh who knows what's real anyway. She she likened that to how they put Kennedy in Forrest Gump, which was strange. So yeah. It is what it is, people. It's almost midnight. I was a little bummed out having to talk about Roseanne and having to, because I felt obligated. Okay, it's newsworthy. I didn't really particularly want to talk about the Connors. It's an on it's on everyone's lips, I guess. Well not everyone's, you know. But, yeah, I thought I would do that. And I didn't want to neglect the original format of the show coming on here and keeping you all firmly fucking entertained. And right now, oh, my God. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Now I know how Courtney Love feels. Um... Anyway, I can't wait for Venom to come out on DVD and Blu-ray. Venom has just really, it's made me wet, you know? And um, I want more. I want more. Get that sequel out now. Come on, Tom Hardy. You found your niche. You, he basically eats everybody. And, I'm, and, and I love the song. And I, I wish they had more ringtones. We are Venom, you know? Um... There's a really erotic moment that someone showed me the other day, and I was like, yeah. That's how I thought when I was watching the movie, is Michelle Williams kisses Venom, or Tom Hardy, and puts Venom back into him. I thought, God, what if they had sex, you know, Venom just, like, flowed through his dick into her, and then boom, you know, they had a Venom baby, you know. Yeah. 
And remember, she she has a baby with the Joker, so she knows all too well about that shit. See what I mean? This is the format that I'm used to, is that we can talk about this shit and um, laugh about it. You know, with Rose, with the Connors, I with the Roseanne reboot in general, I didn't feel it was truly funny anymore. You can't capture lightning in a bottle unless you're Kendrick fucking Lamar and you've done how many albums? Four that are all great. There's a consistency. You know, it just keeps getting better. It just keeps going. And Roseanne had that from 1988 to 1995, maybe. It was 96. Um, and 97 just sucked. I think she had sucked the life out of her own fucking show. You know what I mean? Um, hold on. So, I mean... it's been an interesting ride but this week you know thursday i'm excited i'm gonna see halloween 40 years later um i'm gonna have lunch with a friend and into the weekend i have my costume party hee-haw i'm a little worried about that because it's like i gotta gotta look the part i got also talk the part I'm your huckleberry. It's a little weird working into that. So and then I have to dig up a, a plant for somebody. So, but I'm very much obliged to go there. It was funny because this morning someone from my past, we'll call them the man that fucked me in the van down by the river, um, wanted me to help him out. I'm busy. I don't know why you think you can call on me last minute. Oh, what are you doing Saturday? Costume party. Oh, do you have to go? Yeah, I do. I hate that fucking shit. I just want him to, you know, jump my bones one more time and then we'll see what happens. That's why I keep him on the the payroll or the dial tone. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast. Late night edition, people. I've met the midnight deadline. Let's give a cup of shut the fuck up to Kanye West. And the Trump people for trying to scare T.I. T.I. ain't scared shit. Live your life, bitches. Unpleasant dreams. Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast. Earlier, I had recorded an episode talking about the Connors. Unfortunately, that episode didn't go through. So here we go again, motherfuckers. I watched The Connors. And five months after Roseanne did her tweet and basically ruined her career. But she already ruined it with the reboot, basically. Roseanne has been wiped from the show. Well, they highlight her and her opiate addiction. And she ODs on opioids. So it's a very somber... Connor family. Aunt Jackie has taken the reins. So has Darlene. But Darlene doesn't seem like the old Darlene. She just seems like Darlene. Um, Dan is grieving. He confronts the woman on the pills who gave Roseanne the pills, played by Mary Steenvirgin. Very interesting. Um, it just wasn't as funny, but you know, I mean, it had its moments. I didn't think the reboot was very funny. 
I didn't. Um, there is a very good article by uh, Scott Nevins, who is an amazing entertainer, um, interviewer, comedian. I would also call him social activist. Um, and he writes about... Back in March, he convinced me not to watch Roseanne at all, and I didn't. I saw, like, a clip of it. Here's his article. The Connors rise, rises from Roseanne's ashes. Girl, bye. That, that, that does it for me right there. I love it. He highlights how Metcalf, John Goodman have basically taken over, which is good. It's an exceptionally talented cast. And Nevins and I both are, you know, we were born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s. So I remember when Roseanne first premiered and how funny it was. My mother didn't like that I watched it, but I still watched it. And I watched it from 1988 till 1995. And then I just stopped watching it. It wasn't as funny. And it just, you just, I lost touch with it. And then they won the lottery, or so we thought. And then it became absolutely fabulous. Remember, they were on the show too. And then I remember the last episode, Dan dies. And I was like, what? And it actually disturbed me that they did that, that she did that, but whatever. And here we are. 20 something years later, I have to highlight that 25 years ago, and I remember it very well, Roseanne's father dies. So there's a major death in the family and they make light of it comedically. I mean, those of you who remember Lori Metcalf having to make the calls, she calls Annie Barbara. Remember that? Annie Barbara, he's fine. No, dead, dead. No, he's fine. He sends his love. I am not doing that again. You can't make me. She had the funniest moment in the show right there. And then Roseanne delivers this very poignant monologue to her father in the coffin. It could be to her real father. It could be the TV father. But that's the beauty of humor is you can, you know, take your pain and make it art. Which is what she did. It was evident. We all knew that Roseanne had a very traumatic childhood. She revealed this. She revealed that she was in a mental institution. And at the same time, that makes no excuse for her tweets last May. It's kind of hard to forgive her now, even though when she was on Joe Rogan, she's like obviously pleading for his. Or not his, because he, he loves her. I don't know why. But pleading for our, you know, love of her, you know, to forgive her. And I really can't because you kept you keep backpedaling. Oh, I'm done with social media. And then you come fucking right back. You're not totally sorry. You have done a half-ass sorry. Okay? But the show has continued without you. Yes, you composed those characters. Yes, you were on the show for years and years and years, but now you're not on the show anymore. Get the fuck over it. This is also an indication that the Trumpism is dying. It's dying. And come November, we're going to take we're going to take things into our own hands. And I think Roseanne kind of highlights that or I'm sorry, the Connors, Roseanne. Kick me in the butt. But the Connors is highlighting this major, major change. And it also dealt with a very major epidemic, which is opiate abuse. People dying from opiates that have not been prescribed for them. 
And I was privy to that a few years ago. I had a friend who I cannot mention by name, a former friend. We would work out at the gym and we'd come back. I watched her and her friend abuse prescription drugs that were not for them. Like it was cool. And I thought, what the fuck is this? Not realizing it was an epidemic already in full swing. I stopped hanging out with those people. I don't think they got the help that they needed. And watching Roseanne kind of brought that back. I mean, the Connors. Oh, God, now I know how Cher feels. Um, But other than that, you know, the Connors are back. Ratings are not great, but that's expected. It's October. You know, it is what it is. I watched it. I downloaded the ABC app because I didn't realize that it was on and I was already doing my show that I'm doing right now. I was more focused on doing that show than actually, oh, I got to go watch the Connors. No. Because there's other things at hand. I used to binge watch. Can't do that anymore because I look out the window and I'm like, really? I should be outside before the sun goes down and then it's totally dark. You know what I mean? It's time to turn the TV off, people. Hit the DVR, record it, watch it when you can, fall asleep to it. I don't know. It's time to get outside. Yes, I am recording this on a smartphone because the computer, I recorded an episode where I discussed things about the Connors. 30 years ago, this happened before, okay? I don't know if some of you remember Valerie, Valerie's family. Valerie Harper and the show's producers had a falling out. They killed her off the show. Brought in Sandy Duncan, you know, Nabisco. And it became the Hogan family. Well, first it was Valerie's family. She had died. And then it was the Hogan family, which I thought was weird. This happened 30 years ago, people. 30 fucking years ago. Here we are 30 years later. They have killed off Roseanne, and it is now the Connors. Lori Metcalf has risen to the occasion. I remember there was an episode, and those of you who remember Roseanne, where Roseanne wasn't on the air. She was at the mother's or something, and Jackie had stepped in, and Jackie was making damn lunch, looking after the kids. And it was interesting. So it's almost like it was, it, that was a prophetic moment, if you think about it. Now, here we are. It's Dan, Jackie, Darlene, Becky, DJ, DJ's family, Darlene's family. Here's the other thing I can't get over is that Harris is doing double duty because that, that actress is also on The Connors and Shameless. So I have to give her a bravo right there, you know. For doing that. That's double duty right there. Shameless is off the hook. It's hard to keep up with it. I remember when it first premiered. So it's, yeah, it's off and on for me. The Connors, I mean, I think we all watched out of curiosity. And Scott Nivens was right. It This is the reboot that we really should have gotten. You know, but we didn't. Things happen for a reason. And I'm recording this for a reason. Not as funny as I usually am because, you know, I have all the bells and whistles and shit. But the review 
my review of Ro- of the Connors is this. See, I almost slipped right there. Um, I think my blood sugar is off. That's why. My review of the Connors. I'd give it three stars. You know, I I yes, I felt obligated to watch it out of curiosity. What what's going to happen? When Roseanne first premiered in March, I thought, why? I was a little excited, but then I started to think, oh, wait a minute. She's not the Roseanne we remember. Or is she? Because maybe, you know, she was always like this. And it was Scott Niven's article that got me not to watch the Roseanne reboot. I saw like clips and that was it. I didn't watch. I would just hear about it in the news. And then she did the tweet. And I remember I was, I had just gone on summer vacation from work and I was off gambling and I had to race home and do an episode of this to discuss, oh my goodness, it's done. It's over for her. We even did um, her career uh, funeral on the show, me and Joan Rivers. Well, a parody of Joan Rivers. So here we are five months later, the Connor family. Is it good? Yeah, it's okay. It highlights the country in a way that hasn't before. Because remember, Roseanne did deal with topics for the day that were very controversial. Teen pregnancy, menstrual cycle. Remember when um, her daughters, you know, started um, cycling? Cycling, sorry. When they started having their periods. You didn't talk about that on TV. Uh, teen sex, you know, Becky wants birth control, DJ and, you know, um, going through puberty, extramarital affairs, Sandra Bernhardt's character coming out, uh, Leon getting married, uh, elder sex, her mother still was having sex, drug abuse, you know, Darlene and David and yeah. And here we are 20-something years later, and the character dies of an opiate addiction because of her knees. So are we better off for this? It's hard to say. Do I feel obligated to continue watching it? Not really. But out of curiosity, I probably will. It's like the American Horror Story Apocalypse. I watched a few episodes. No. It was a little steamy, but I don't know. I don't need to watch. That dude looks like a Clairol commercial, okay? The the evil little leader, Antichrist, whatever he is. I don't fucking know. So this is the Dr. Zeus podcast here. Usually I don't like to do reviews of shows. I like to just highlight the day, talk about shit, and make you all laugh. So I'll make you all laugh. Joe Rogan, I'm giving you a cup of shut the fuck up. Here's why. You really just bowed down to Roseanne. You shouldn't have fucking done that. I'm going to continue to watch your show. But I don't know. I don't fucking know. Roseanne, you're done. Okay? You need to just fade. Fade, please. This is the Dr. Seuss podcast. Unpleasant dreams. And remember, you are not obligated to continue watching The Connors. But we now know that chapter of Roseanne has ended. The reruns. I did watch a rerun recently of 
we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. And it was funny, you know. Um, where Darlene kind of scares Roseanne. She's like, that is not funny. You are grounded to a menopause. Mine, your father's. Yeah. So this is the Dr. Zeus podcast. Unpleasant dreams. Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. I have laryngitis, but I'm still talking. I don't have Whitney laryngitis. Remember that? Remember? Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Greg is wet. Remember that shit? All right, people. I saw Venom. Damn. First of all, the reviews are fucked up. They call it a buddy movie. Here's the thing. When you have a symbiote in you, he's not your buddy. He owns you, bitch. Okay. Um, Tom Hardy, what can I say? You're a star now, boy. But here, here's some things that I noticed that are kind of funny. All right. Um, so he's with Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams was in a relationship and had a baby with the gentleman who played the Joker, Heath Ledger. And Tom Hardy played Bane in The Last uh, Dark Knight with uh, Christian Bale. So there's the Batman connection right there. You know. And you know, there's this DC versus Marvel well, the Justice League last year really sucked, so... I don't know, Aquaman. Yeah, you have Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones. But, I don't know. Marvel versus DC. I mean, Stan Lee's not gonna, you know, make an appearance in a DC film. He's gonna do it in a Marvel film, which he does in, in Venom. Oh my god. Venom was just like, whoa. It was one, um extreme after another my friend didn't know what to, what to expect she says to me this better not scare me or I'm gonna get you it didn't scare her though you know I mean it, it made you laugh it made you go what the fuck you know um, and yes a star is born is out I want to see it but not right now I gotta gear myself up okay you know I gotta okay listen to Lady Gaga's you know soundtrack you know, and, um, cause I'm, I, I want to just see some comic books right now, you know, and, and I went and saw Venom. I think the movie studio shouldn't have released A Star is Born now. They should release it toward Oscar time. That's just my opinion. It should be out toward December. Not right now. This is a bad time to put it out. So... I mean, that's just my opinion. You know, I'm not a movie studio. But if you want that nomination, you put it out in December. You know, I don't know if they want the Golden Globe people to, oh, let's watch the movie. You know, I don't know. (sighs) But other than that, I was very impressed. Um, Good cast, good effects. Uh, you, you, 
you're gonna get a little grossed out. I'm not gonna spoil it. And then tomorrow, Doctor Who returns. Doctor Who is now a woman. Doctor Who has regenerated into... Well, I just... Doctor Who is Doctor Who. Whether it's a man or a woman or old or young, it doesn't really matter. You know, I love Doctor Who and I'm going to watch. Is it Jodie Whittaker? I think that's her name. So, you know, too bad they're not going to have Alex Kingston as the Doctor's wife because that would be interesting. You know, I want to see that. She's on some witch show now on the BBC. Ooh, for the BBC, yeah. And see, my throat is fucked up. But see, here's the thing. It's, it's My throat's fucked up because, and I'm gonna be very honest, I, I can't always just say, oh, I'm sick, I can't go. I can't go in today. Because then they start to ask me, are you really sick? I don't fucking lie about that. And that's where I get pissed the fuck off. I get pissed the fuck off when you ask me how sick am I really. And so one time I sent a picture of my throat. Oh, I'm sorry. I still need you. I don't mean to sound insensitive. That really pissed me off. That really pissed me off. And I should have said something. said, you know what? You said how how hoarse my voice is. So, yeah. I mean, fuck. Oh, sounds like I got a text. Ha <laughs> ha. The Charlie Brown theme. You know, people. It's Saturday night. I'm not using the microphone. I should, I know. I'm sitting in the house, relaxing, recuperating, wishing that Monday wouldn't come so fast. I'm already thinking of a dark film. I mean, classic film, dark humor. Maybe dinner at eight, you know, Gene Harlow, Marie Dressler. We shall see, you know. But I feel if I calm my voice down, it comes back a little bit, you know. If I pretend that I've been smoking a joint, which I haven't. I haven't smoked a joint in, shoot, let's see, 2007. So, yeah, about 11 years. It? No. I've been around people who have smoked before and I get a contact high, but you know. Last time I did that, that was about eight years ago. Yeah, I don't hang out with those people anymore. Um, but yeah, you know. My throat is um, in maintenance right now. The wheel on the hill. I went and had something to eat tonight, so I'm, I'm kind of relaxed, but I want to work out, so, you know, the show is the show. I love doing the show. You motherfuckers know that. So, as Marilyn Manson would say, Are you motherfuckers ready? See, I can't do it like Marilyn can. You know, because Marilyn, Mar- I've seen Marilyn Manson. He's, he puts on a good show. Heck yeah. Was badass.
Uh, yeah, Venom is my new obsession, you know. But I love Tom Hardy. I mean, I've seen his dick, so, you know, it's a different thing for me. I haven't seen Thor's yet. So, Captain America's, I've seen his butt. Here's the thing, Captain America, okay? He's a good-looking man. So, when people think, oh, you only like him as good-looking. No, no, no. I like, I like the meaning of Captain America. And, it, and as I said, the times that I've seen it, doesn't hurt that they pick someone that good-looking to play him. Same with Thor. You know, Robert Downey Jr. is Robert Downey Jr. He's good-looking, but he's funny. There's, there's something timeless about Robert Downey Jr. And when I was skinny... Uh, my friend said I kind of bear a striking resemblance to Robert. <coughs> so he would call me Robert Downey Jr. for fun, for shits and giggles. So, um, I haven't heard from my friend in a while. I heard from his husband. Um, you know, uh, he says... Didn't really say anything. He just said, "Sorry for not keeping you up to date." So you know, and I understand. Um, so yeah, but a shout out to him because I'm always thinking of him. Such a nice guy. They're both nice guys. Um, my friend has such a radio voice. He should be doing this, and he'd probably be upset right now when I say that Kavanaugh was sworn in, and I'm very upset. And it's a dark day. But you know what? The Democrats are going to impeach that motherfucker. So watch the fuck. Karma is a bitch. It is a bitch. Get ready, motherfuckers. Time to put your foots in your mouths. Shit, bitch. Um, I love giving my shout-outs. You know, because you... Um, you know... Whoa, everyone, everyone's like hitting me up now. It's like Saturday night. Hey... See, in this show, I, I get distracted, people. I get fucking distracted. I will say I need to relax. Because anxiety-wise, when I'm at a concert, you know what I'm thinking about is how the fuck are we going to get home? Because then I'm thinking about, okay, um, next time I'm, I'm getting a fucking taxi and shit. I said to my friend, when we go see Metallica, you're driving. Because then I can kind of relax. Because I... I be honest, I don't like driving to where I had to drive to go to that concert. I hate that drive. And then, you know, I don't know. My, my voice, though, is telling me yes, and it's telling me no. <coughs> but Kavanaugh, you know what, that motherfucker? Justice will be done. It wasn't done today, um, but it will be soon. So I want to give a couple of shut the fuck up to Brett Kavanaugh and the motherfuckers that voted for him. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, I want to give a shout out to Saturday. I have Saturday Night Live on mute because I'm sorry, Saturday Night Live. You just suck. You fucking suck. 
I love how people still watch it and they check in. Oh, I'm watching. I'm not watching it. I got on mute because I'm thinking, what is there on there that I haven't already seen? You know what I mean? So they come up with a new format. It's time to revive the show. Okay. And the weekend report really sucks. I mean, it's informative, but it's not as funny as it used to be. All right? The writers need to be fired, and some new writers need to come in. You need to let Dave Chappelle take over, okay? Dave Chappelle take over Saturday Night Live. Um, I'm going to title the show that, and good night, motherfuckers. Then, um, bitches.